Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tiantian. Now, let's talk about telcos today, and we want to focus our attention on main board listed StarHub, which had released its Q1 results just about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the company posted a 26% rise in net profits to $37.5 million for the first quarter and March. Now, StarHub attributed its Q1 performance to higher service revenue, which, of course, grew 11% year-on-year despite sustained market competition. But really, what is the competitive landscape for the telco operator, especially with the rollout of 5G? And uh, on that note, how effective has StarHub's Dare Plus strategy to introduce new 5G solutions been in uh, generating sustainable revenue growth and also dividend growth? Now, meanwhile, the company also cited a boost from the consolidation of my Republic broadband for its stronger Q1 showing. So, how has My Republic broadband generated long-term synergies for StarHub, particularly in the areas of cloud gaming and over-the-top content? So, we'll find out all about these with Johan Busse, Chief of Consumer Business Group at StarHub. He joins me on the show. Johan, before we get started, most of us would know of StarHub, but we want to hear from you as to how you define your value proposition and business model. All right. So, um, look, first of all, it's really great having the opportunity to um, explain a little bit better about how StarHub is evolving. Most people will know StarHub from the good old days, cable TV, cable internet, uh, but those days are long behind us. Today, StarHub is actually a multi-platform company, if we can put it that way. Um, We embrace new technologies, uh, 5G, mobile, cloud. Um, So we have been evolving from a telco to what I would call a techno company. And the tech company basically offers a multitude of products. So we're today far beyond what people recognize us for in the past. And our product offering is much wider. So besides traditional mobile connectivity, broadband, and what we have today, OTT TV, we offer things like cloud gaming, health hub plus, and also in the enterprise space, things have evolved. It's all about connectivity, cloud and security, and we're offering things like green enterprise solutions, ICT solutions. So we're much more than what we used to be. Right. And let's talk about your latest financial performance then, uh, Johan. The company posting there a 26% increase in net profit to $37.5 million for the first quarter ended March. Now, you attributed it to higher service revenue up 11% year on year. To what extent was this within your expectations? Uh, it actually was beyond our expectations. Um Q1 was really good for us. Uh, We see a strong uptake in the mobile connectivity revenue, but we saw an equally strong uptake in the broadband revenue and also on the entertainment, the OTT TV. And that is across consumer and enterprise. Also in the enterprise solutions, we saw a strong growth, strong encouraging growth, uh, fueled by better performance in the traditional business lines and added on to that, of course, the new business lines, especially on uh, things like cloud connectivity and so forth. Mm, And one point that you mentioned earlier was broadband. And I do want to talk about the consolidation of MyRepublic broadband. Tell us more about how it has contributed to your financial showing this time around. Um, In the broadband line, in the broadband product line, obviously uh, the acquisition of MyRepublic last year plays an important role. But even uh, without MyRepublic, organically StarHub grew on the broadband. Now, there's two, uh, I would say, two sides of benefits to that. Number one is that 
uh, and you may have seen this, last quarter we launched a new 10G Palm Broadband Network. <clears throat> the synergy for that is that we share this platform, this network between MyRepublic and Starhub, so that's uh, for both sides a win-win, and we can obviously scale, which is important. The second is that um, <clears throat> what we call the OTT services, cloud gaming, uh, entertainment, we do plan to sell across both brands on top of connectivity, on broadband connectivity. So there is a revenue and a cost synergy opportunity which we are uh, pursuing at this point in time. If I remember correctly, Starhub acquired this majority interest in a new entity to hold My Republic's broadband business and you want to drive long-term synergies and cloud gaming over the top content. And uh, I think one critical number that was brought up is that you guys want to expand Starhub's market presence in the Singapore broadband market to 40%. How far have we seen that play out right now as far as uh, your consumer business group is concerned? Okay, if we combine my Republic and Starhub broadband, we're actually the market leader uh, in terms of subs. Uh, my Republic is well known for its uh, great performance in the gaming uh, space and it has a really great perception around quality. Starhub, we have had traditionally a very large base. Um, What we plan to do is to continue to grow that base on the back of the differentiated OTT services. So a large part of our customer base, for example, has entertainment services, and we see increasingly also customers taking our gaming services. And it's also noteworthy, by the way, to um, mention that this is not only a cross-consumer, this is also obviously in the space of enterprises, particularly SME, and uh, to, a lo- to a lesser extent for, uh, for MyRepublic, uh, relevance for uh, larger enterprises. But both MyRepublic and Starhub play an important role on broadband in the SME space as well, where we see further opportunities to grow, by the way. Mm. And speaking of further opportunities to grow, and just now we were on the topic of entertainment and gaming, Johan, broadband and entertainment revenues up some 20-odd percent in the first quarter. How will that affect your business focus and your product offerings in the coming year? We believe this space is around differentiation. Um, We took a number of years ago a conscious decision to move from classical IPTV to OTT entertainment. The beauty of OTT entertainment, and this sometimes comes across as a bit contradictory, is that you actually don't need to be a Starhub customer to um, purchase these services from us. Meaning, in the good old days, you needed to have a connectivity service from us, and then you could enjoy TV. Today, anyone in Singapore can buy TV, and we see actually a lot of customers doing that. So by this approach, we basically expanded our market reach significantly. Uh, and we see that being translated uh, into the revenue uh, numbers, the growth you mentioned earlier on. So entertainment revenue is growing for two main reasons. Number one is more subs. Second, we have more content which we sell to those subs. <clears throat> so there's two elements to that. Broadband is all about differentiation too. Uh, the reason why we deployed a new 10G Pond network is that we can deliver a better quality, better connectivity to customers. It's not only better, uh, higher speeds up to 10G pond, but it's also better latency. It's overall a better performance. Um, and that obviously is something we're pursuing going forward. And in the enterprise space, especially in the SME, this can also be leveraged with offering more solutions like work from home solutions, security, and so forth. 
across the board, we believe, by the way, that cloud security and in general security for customer safety is an important element. So we latch that on to these services as well. So broadband and a mobile network on that note. So mm. hopefully that's explaining a little bit more. Well, let's talk about the wider business environment right now, Johan. Starhub has seen healthy operating metrics like year-on-year growth across most segments, but it continues to face sustained market competition. So take us through how the telco landscape is like right now. What does it mean for Starhub when it comes to competition and positioning? Yeah, it has become a busy marketplace. (laughs) No doubt about it. Um, Good old days with three players, and that was it. Um, today, there's obviously four MVNOs, uh, MNOs, multi, uh, mobile network operators, and a multiple mobile virtual network operators. Um, for people not so familiar with this business, is that virtual network operators basically buy capacity. They use a mobile network operator um, to do to run their business. Um, so the four MNOs create already, I would say, in this market, a healthy competition. But then, obviously, added to that, the MVNOs, it has led to a, a vibrant marketplace. Our philosophy is clear. Differentiation again. Uh, differentiation in two ways. Number one is connectivity. People really value quality connections. You don't want to be, you don't want to be in a place where there is either no connectivity or you're really experiencing inferior data speeds, which is crucial these days for people in society. Um, so that's number one. Number two is the additional services, both in enterprise as well as in consumer, which we, we offer. Um, an example would be the safety suite, which we offer. So we offer um, our customers on a um, mobile site, uh, Protect Plus, which basically helps them to be um, more secure, uh, connected. Uh, a lot of people also use Wi-Fi. Uh, on the enterprise, we have similar services, um, so differentiations there as well. A lot of consumers also use entertainment on their mobile device, so in a number of packages we have, Disney Plus, for example, is offered to ensure that we deliver a total experience and underlying of that, and that's a big part of our transformation as well, Uh, from that plus is that we have been investing um, quite a significant amount over the last one and a half year, this year's peak, to improve the digital experience. So uh, we have close to 1 million customers using our app, our startup app, not only for connectivity services and paying bills and all that sort of things, but also for adjacent services in terms of rewards, entertainment and so forth. So it's a complete value proposition to differentiate in this very busy marketplace. Mm. If you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Johan Busey, Chief of Consumer Business Group at Starhub. Um, Johan, we will talk about Plus in a bit, but let's very quickly segue to 5G. What is the current take-up rate for 5G and how's that shaping the competitive landscape, whether it's on pricing or product offerings for consumers? Um, 5G, we see, we have been seeing for the last two years, we were the first one to launch 5G in uh, Singapore. We have been seeing very healthy traction. Now, key are two things. Number five, first of all is coverage, right? You need to have coverage uh, to enjoy 5G. So uh, we completed outdoor nationwide uh, rollout on the standalone network. And Singapore, by the way, is one of the leading countries in the world rolling that out. Um, and in terms of customer numbers, I think the last reported number we had on 5G customers was around 400,000 customers we have, which is, I mean, a total mobile base. It's a very fair part of our customers who have 5G access. Um, in terms of pricing, uh, 5G, again, comes back to our philosophy is a new technology. It's a new service. 
Um, on the consumer side, we differentiate by adding value uh, in the 5G plans. They're typically slightly more expensive than 4G, but for that, you get much faster speeds, you get better latency, and you get some content and other differentiated services. On the enterprise side, there's obviously a range of specific specialized use cases, services, relevant to industries which we're offering. So that's the two-prone approach on 5G. Hmm. And uh, let's talk about your DarePlus transformation strategy. And for the sake of our listeners, this was an initiative launched back in November 2021 that aims to connect the digital lives of consumers and introduce new 5G products and solutions. And for the business, for Starhub, it aims to achieve sustainable revenue growth and potential dividend growth, that is. So one and a half years down the road, how effective has this initiative been? Very effective. Uh, we're in the midst of flight, obviously. Uh, we haven't completed the rollout of this strategy. Um, it ties back to what I mentioned earlier on. So there's a few components to that. Number one is on the network side, cloudification. Um, the network team is working very hard on bringing us to, I would call, a state-of-the-art positioning on clouds, uh, cloud enablement in a network. Why is that important for customers? Because... Yeah, it's important for customers because it offers new opportunities uh, and new business solutions. Um, so that's, that's, that's a very important part. We call that cloud infinity internally. And it delivers multiple solutions uh, from security to content to cloud connectivity. So that, that's one. Second is the digital enablement. Now, the digital enablement is very important uh, because it offers customers a much better, richer experience. Um, typically, in the good old days, people sometimes felt it was a bit difficult to deal with uh, telcos, uh, call center, this, that, da, da, da. Those days are gone. Today, the majority of the services and the interactions you would have with us are via the app. We have, as I mentioned earlier on, close to a million customers using that app already, uh, which is significant. Uh, and we have a very high app rating, so people really appreciate the app. Now, the app is also a portal, if I may use that word, to enable customers to enjoy different services with us. So, for example, if you were to travel today, you can easily buy a travel insurance as you buy the roaming pack. You can call gaming on the app. You find content there. So there's an, an enablement and an enrichment for customers, which is very important. In the back of that, uh, for, the, for, the, for the company, obviously, that delivers, A, synergy benefits because you can scale, and be efficiencies and operations, which are important as well in this competitive market. Hmm. And let's wrap up by talking about some future plans for Starhub, Johan. company intends to consolidate this uh, Infinity Play products into an all-in-one app expected to be released in phases across FY 2023. Uh, what is the rationale for that? What can we expect next? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I would immediately say you can expect a lot. Um, we started that journey. So end of last year, many people have noticed that, which is good. We actually integrated old app and new app. In the back, we're working very hard to integrate all our current and future products and services into that app. So that will enable customers to have a much richer experience and an opportunity to instant buy certain things which they would like to purchase from us, which are well beyond traditional telco services. That will be applicable both, again, in the consumer as well on, uh, on, on the enterprise side so that as a customer, you can enjoy any service instantly uh, at any point in time. On that note, 
on future plans. Uh, StarHub also secured this multi-year network servicing contract, which was awarded by JTC for the Pongo Digital District. Now, it seems like that's a little bit more on the enterprise business side, but uh, on the consumer business front, anything we can look forward to? Um, yes, uh, a few things. I don't mind sharing this. Uh, this is not public knowledge, but it's something which people probably will conclude. Anyhow, uh, we launched in of last year a new vertical, which we call Health Hub. Um, which is a healthcare solution. So our intent is actually to enable citizens, customers in Singapore to enjoy a better health tracking um, option. Uh, this basically connects your smart device with an app on the StarHub network um, and enables you to have full real-time uh, health data shared with your uh, GP. Uh, that's important because today typically a customer walks in once in a while and there we are and this is your health checkup. Um, so that's one vertical which we are expanding quite quite rapidly. Uh, the other one which we believe is important and that's also exciting is on the security protection. So um, in a few quarters from now we'll be launching more advanced solutions to protect people from being scammed um, with AI in the back enabling them to detect any unwanted scam attempts. So we believe that's important. Uh, so those are the two consumer verticals you can look forward to. Mm, and just one quick one, uh, Johan. I was talking to my co-hosts and colleagues, and when it comes to StarHub, there has been this recent transmission issue uh, which happened on the final day of the English Premier League season. Uh, your thoughts, any comments from StarHub? Well, it's first of all, sincere apologies to all our customers. Um, it is technology, it can happen, so what happened is very unfortunate. It was a satellite issue, it was rectified very fast in 25 minutes, but our view is every minute counts. Um, but uh, on that note, um, there's a lot of work being done and going to be done in the next few months to deliver a significantly better, more robust experience in the next season. Uh, it has been an interesting learning point for us, no doubt about it. Um, so we're going to make significant changes in investment in the next two months, which were um, on the roadmap. We're going to accelerate that. Uh, that will deliver a better experience in terms of viewing, but it also will continue to deliver more and better, um, I would say, experiences. So a number of the new features, which we planned, like body watch, multicam, um, cameras from different viewing positions, which you can select yourself, will be deployed as we go into season two. Uh, so, yeah, we're looking forward to that. And by the way, uh, I mean, uh, our entertainment uh, vertical has been growing significantly. Uh, we see that the net promoter score, which we typically measure ourselves against on the new platform, has been much better than on the old platform because the discoverability of content is much, much better than it's in the old one. Because on the new platform, uh, StarHub customers know that you can actually link uh, linear channels, live channels, with Netflix, uh, Amazon, um, Disney Plus, and so forth. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that and we're making it a fantastic solution for next year, for sure. Mm, always a work in progress, yeah? Thanks a lot, Johan. That always. was Johan Busse, Chief of Consumer Business Group at Starhub. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.